Sports on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. All aboard! <laughs> chance another opportunity to go out there and play but you know other thing matters you know getting the win so you gotta prepare to the best and uh play your best because you know all the teams left are the best teams so you gotta be ready to play it's very diverse and it's very competitive uh but it's it's uh we got a we got a room full of brothers in there uh everyone i can tell you right now is mentally and physically tough um you know the addition of mike he's been you know a stud a uh, guy that's come in, worked hard, um, and showed and displayed toughness. So, uh, you know, when we get those kind of things, uh, we, we like those kind of guys. We go about our business all throughout the season with a high level of intensity. Um, so that's nothing different now. Um, but the excitement of it is that it's, you know, you win or you go home. So uh, that's, that's fun and it's high stakes. Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. One hour down, two to go. Jimmy Murphy, your host here on the penultimate Stretch Run, our final one tomorrow, uh, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Conk, New Hampshire. If you're in the area, come on by 8 Loudon Road right off the highway. Come see us. Have some wings. Have some adult beverages. Talk some sports. We'd love to see you for the final Stretch Run tomorrow. Uh, but before we get to that, we've got some Patriots talk with our good friend. He's helped us out along the way and... I've uh, been on the show plenty of times. We thank him for taking one more time here. I know he's a busy man, and he is joining us now. Phil A. Perry from Comcast Sportsnet New England. Phil, how you doing, buddy? Jimmy, honored to be on the penultimate show, my man. Thanks See, for having yeah, me. Yeah, he likes that word, too. You know, you know, I lo- I never forgot the word penultimate, Phil, because uh, I got it wrong in my first go-around on the SATs. <laughs> <laughs> So it's Listen, cemented in my head. That's a, a great one. That's a great one. We all should be using it more. Exactly. I, that's right. You know, my dad, and he's right, my, my late father always told me to read as much as you can to build your vocabulary because it will pay off down the road. And I didn't know I was going to be a writer then, but you know what? He was right. It has. So uh, thanks to him Smart for guy. that. Smart he was. Guy. He was for sure. Unlike his son, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, my friend, uh, we're getting close now. It must be good, uh, not only for the players, but for the reporters as well to really, I, I, I won't call it, I guess real news would be too extreme, but to, to write with uh, more of a sense of urgency, more of the game being right around the corner and, and just more excitement building around it. What's the atmosphere been like in Foxborough this week compared to last? Yeah, it's always fun. You know, you get more people. I would say the first thing that stands out in that locker room, you know, it could be, uh, it can it can get pretty dead in there at times, especially towards the end of the season when playoff seating and stuff is is getting close to wrapped up, and then you have the bye week, and so it's pretty it's been pretty quiet here for a couple of weeks. But then today you really start to get the crush of media from not only around New England but around the country, and so it does ramp it up a little bit. I would say this though, the matchup doesn't do a whole lot to inspire a lot of excitement, man. It's just. 
it's just, uh, I think part of it is the fact that they already played the Texans this year and blew them out with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Uh, I think part of it is the fact that Brock Osweiler is the Texans quarterback, and we know what he's been through over the course of the last few months. So in terms of the game itself, I'm not sensing a whole lot of energy. Um, and that, you know, uh, listen, I, I think you could probably say the same thing for the, the Patriots-Jets matchup a handful of years ago, and we all know how that turned out. So, you know, it would be a mistake for anyone to overlook this game, and certainly the, the, the players are not. Uh, but I think just on paper, when you look at it, it's hard to get really fired up about some of the matchups here. But uh, the players have been um, busy telling us about how talented these Texans are. And you know that's what the coaching staff is saying behind the scenes. Listen, you have to be ready for anything in any situation. This is, you know, you're playing, as Dem McCordy said it yesterday, you're playing for your right to come back to work. This mm-hmm. could be it. So you can't take it lightly, and that's been their approach. Okay, I want, and that's that's great. So I want to talk about that and elaborate that on a bit. Uh, but going back to what you're saying about the, you know, the lack of excitement from a national perspective in terms of this game. Did it surprise? Now I get obviously the Patriots uh, being the Patriots and, and the you know the dynasty they are, uh, the sell that they are, the TV market. I get all that, but you know Seattle isn't that shabby when it comes to a tv market as well seattle's been a contender for a while now they're also on pacific time are you surprised that this game wasn't the late afternoon game as opposed to seattle atlanta yeah you know um i was hoping that you know we'd be able to uh we'd be able to watch that that seahawks Falcons game because i think it's going to be such a great matchup you know it's it's always difficult to tell what's what's going on in the minds of these people that, that put schedules together but uh, you know, we do. we are where we are. I think it's just that. I think I think really that is what it is. It's just the. Um, I wonder if they just looked at it and said, "Well, it's Tom Brady and the Patriots." And Prime time. Whoever you know, yeah. they, you know, and that's the one thing they didn't know it was going to be the Texans coming in here. Right. So I guess you know it could have been. Uh, who knows? It could have been the Dolphins, and maybe that's a little sexier matchup. You get two, you know, huge markets obviously clashing there. So hard to say, but I think they just knew. Well, we're going to have Tom Brady. Let's right. Just. Let's just lock that in and make that the prime time. And quickly, too, they can't flex playoffs, right? Uh, not once the schedule's been set, not, okay. uh, as right. far as I know. Cool. They, they come out with that well before uh, the games are played, and they, and they lock that in. All right. Now, let's go back to what you were saying there about you know behind the scenes. Yes, you guys should beat these guys on paper. You should hammer them, but you have to be ready for anything, and you have to realize it's it's you know your right to go back and play another game after. So you got to treat it like it's any other team. On that note, how much do you think a, a team in the Patriots situation prepares? And I mentioned this to Sully earlier as maybe one of the few ways the Texans could win, and I don't think they would ever do it, but it could happen. You never know. How much does it enter the mind that, look, this is a team that, that knows pretty much they're, they're David right now and we're Goliath. They might try something dirty and take a cheap shot at one of our guys like a Brady or one of our receivers or a Blunt. Do, do you think teams keep that in the back of their head and, and are aware of that? Uh, you know, I think, listen, it would be naive to say that that doesn't happen. I, I would be surprised if that was the case here. and I, I, I would Especially with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, it's the relationships between you know it's because it's, you know it's not, we know it's not just O'Brien, it's Cornell and it's mm-hmm. Brable and Larry Izzo, and so I, I would be surprised if at a coaching level any of that sort of thing was 
being thought about. Oh yeah, I would um, never think that. But, but but for you know the players themselves, I mean, sure, there are guys. There, there's probably a a couple of guys on every team that that are like that, and it gives you a certain edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if you can if you can play, you know, while being worried about that at right. the same time. So I think you know you just kind of handle it like you would any other game. And you you know you keep your head on a swivel and you make sure you know if you're Tom Brady you're Julian Edelman you know you're in some pretty vulnerable spots at times and you just have to know um, when the journey is over as they like to say it yeah uh, and almost you know give yourself up in a way and, and play for the next play and uh, I think that's probably how they'll handle it I would imagine and I imagine there's a lot of tempo setting in the beginning of the game to let let the other team know hey. We got Tom protected, and if you try anything, you're going to regret it. So you imagine those messages are sent early on. Hey, listen, Phil, I know you're pressed for time. We're going to let you go. I appreciate all the help you've given us here in the show down, uh, you know, throughout. And uh, hopefully we will be talking to you on air sometime in the near future. Definitely. I hope so, too. Thanks so much for having me as often as you have. And uh, like I said, it's, it's always been an honor. It's always fun. So we'll plan on talking to you soon, my man. Okay, buddy. That is Phil A. Perry. Join us from Comcast Sportsnet New England here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We're going to take a break right now, and then we are going to come back, and we are going to talk some Boston Celtics with our own Patrick Gilroy. So stay with us. Stretch Run. We'll be back. Run with Jimmy Murphy weekdays from three to six right here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. All right, our Student Athlete of the Month is Uta Sharma of Bishop Girton, one of the better Cardinals on the soccer field and one of the better Cardinals in the classroom, so to speak. What do you think the difference was between this year and in years past with BG Soccer? I think, like, really this year in particular. The senior class like was able to come together 
and uh, like kind of lead the team to some newfound success uh, like after struggling like so long together. I kind of like knew that it was going to be like someone had to step up and I kind of like wanted to fulfill that role like mm. especially my senior year. You're going to Johns Hopkins. What strives you in the class and what keeps you attentive? I've always been kind of interested in like the math and science side of things but I like taking some tough liberal arts kind of courses as well like Mm. Latin and stuff. How's the Latin class? That sounds tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough. What made you settle on Johns Hopkins? I visited there and did, like, a couple campus tours, and I'm really, like, excited to be in Baltimore. Like, it's a really fast-growing city. It's, like, a lot of things are happening. Obviously, it's, like, a great school. Udit Sharma of Bishop Girton is our Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Well, okay, Mr. <laughs> I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up you on Mankata. Oh! That was before I saw Mankata in person, and he struck out every single game of his career. Happy holidays. You didn't want to give up you on Mankata. I went back. You know, we're always saying we're going to pull the tape, we're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape, and both of you guys did not want to give up you Play on the Mankata. audio, Brian. We don't actually we don't have it. Yeah, oh, we did. We... <laughs> the Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Sometimes people make assumptions about what someone with a disability can or cannot do. For 15-year-old Katrin, who has cerebral palsy, her disability leaves her unable to speak or move. But Katrin can see and hear. So it's a little awkward when people are standing around her and talking about her. But instead of Katrin and her family brushing others off, they attached a sign to her wheelchair that says, Hi, I'm Katrin. I hear and understand everything you say, but I cannot speak. I can answer questions using yes or no, so please ask me if I need my communication board. Thanks for talking with me. (laughs) By showing people how to communicate with her, Katrin is helping change attitudes and is building relationships. When it comes to connecting with someone who has a disability, it just takes a little communication and a little understanding. Outdoor Almanac, 
brought to you by New Hampshire Fishing Games Wildlife Journal. When many people think of wildlife in New Hampshire, most don't get past deer, bear, moose, turkey, coyote, fox, and fisher. Oh yeah, maybe a skunk. But on the 25th anniversary of the non-game and endangered wildlife program, they probably should. There are so many other critters that are residents of the state that are part of the outdoor landscape that we see and often take for granted. They deserve another look. As John Cantor, coordinator of Fishing Games Non-Game and Endangered Wildlife Program, said so eloquently, quote, when nature is thrown off course, we have a responsibility to help it get back on track. Knowing how much the people of New Hampshire care about their wildlife and wild places, I can't help but think that the future looks bright, unquote. We should all hope that John's optimism will be realized because history is full of examples of after years of turning a blind eye to wildlife issues, when it was too late, societies would say, oops, that's not a word we need to use. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. Find us all over the social media scene at ESPN New Hampshire. Once again, Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's 07, I just hit a lick, I gotta hit a next one Last year, I know you learned your lesson I could GPS you if you need a dressing Boss up, I'm a bigger homie But I'm one year older than my little homie 09, they was pitting on me But I'm young money, got it written on me Okay, now we got some action Everything I said, it happened That boy like this Michael Jackson But on verses, he been blacking Chasing women, the distraction They won't be on TV right next to me But you cannot be here right next to me Don't you see Riri right next to me I hate a rapper especially They feel the same but they hide it They just discuss it in private Don't get alone man we tried it What's the point in even trying? I hate a goofy especially They always dying to mention me They gotta die out eventually I cannot give them no recipe You know the game is so separately Swear I just had an epiphany It cost me 50 at Tiffany's Shout out to Tiffany Stephanie they used to always come check for me My enemies wanna be friends with my other enemies I don't let it get to me Done. Look what I done in my life I had to count it and count it again To make sure the money was right They let it talk Me, I'm just done in the hype Me, I'm just done in the hype Me, I'm just done, 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 done and welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan, working the boards. And, well, you know, we give credit where it's due. So we play a little Drake for the Toronto Raptors and their number one fan there. And uh, you're welcome for that gift from the Boston Celtics last night. Not to talk about that is our own Patrick Gilroy. Mr. Gilroy, how are you, my friend? You know, I thought I was going to be coming on this show today talking about how the Celtics uh, were, were among the elite, at least in the Eastern Conference. Uh, about three, through three quarters last night, I felt really good about that take, and then it all went to hell after that, Jimmy. What? I mean, like, unreal, eh? Like, you know, I, I heard some people driving home from here last night on Boston Airwaves, and they were discussing, you know, despite the fact this is January, this is a big game for the Celtics. It's a chance with the way the Raptors have been playing coming into the game. It's a chance for them uh, to make a statement, to move into the second slot there, and, and really build some momentum here. And, and finally, not that Utah or Memphis aren't good teams, but this was a bigger statement win if it happened. And unfortunately, they just, I don't know if maybe they decided, okay, we can play three quarters and take it off. But 
Like, what is wrong with this team, man? Who are they? I just can't figure it out anymore. Well, again, it's tough to make a judgment call on exactly who they are because last night's game looked a lot like the playoffs last year. You don't have Avery Bradley, and in the fourth quarter against quality teams, the Celtics just aren't talented enough to, to be down a player of that caliber. And not that Avery's a superstar, but he's somebody that's able to when a team is going on runs, he's somebody that steps up and hits a big shot. He would have been able to lock down, at least somewhat lock down, DeMar DeRozan at least better than anybody else in the Celtics backcourt did last night. So, so you know, on a, on a variety of fronts, missing a guy like Avery Bradley certainly hurt the Celtics last night. But it also, last night's game exposed the Celtics once again for what they are. They're, they're a talented team. Uh, they're a team that's slightly above the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference, but unless Danny Ainge goes out and pays attention to what this team needs and is able to go out there and get them some front-court help because, once again, the Celtics got crushed in the rebounding department. They let the Raptors' center have a career day, a 20-20 and game. Um, and, and again, you know, DeMar DeRozan's going to get his, but the Raptors' front-court is responsible for that win last night. And unless Danny Ainge gets this team some much-needed front-court depth and help, then it's all going to be for naught come playoff time. Yeah, and you know, I was saying to Sully earlier, uh, and he agreed with me, last night to me was very reminiscent of that Hawks series last year. Did you see any of that too? Yeah, it's exactly what I, was, what I would compare it to. Celtics hang tight for three quarters. Um, they look good. And then the better team is able to rise up and overtake the Celtics. But what the, what the Raptors did is just what the Hawks did. They exposed the Celtics' weaknesses. And again, Isaiah Thomas is a supremely talented player. But he's trying to put this thing all on his five foot nine shoulders. It's too much to expect a guy like Isaiah Thomas to do that. This team desperately needs some additional scoring punch, and they they desperately need some front court depth. And the, the, the killer here, Jimmy, is there, there's guys available that aren't going to cost the Celtics, say, the Nets pick. They probably won't cost the Celtics a Bradley or a Crowder. Whether it's an Andrew Bogut or a Tyson Chandler, these are short term band aid fixes that will maximize this year's team without giving up anything in the future. So, so as far as I'm concerned, this year's Celtics team is very limited come playoff time, and don't be surprised if they're another first round out because of their lack of depth in the front court. When there's cheap, inexpensive, attainable guys that are out there that are on the trading block that won't cost Danny Ainge any of his most coveted assets to go and trade for these guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, but I mean, he's he's got to be feeling the heat already. I know you don't want to jump to conclusions in mid-January, but, I mean, how many times are they going to remind him, and I'm talking about Danny Ainge, you know, what they are. This is what we are. you got to go out now and do something about it. And, and I'm not blaming him. I think the players, in some cases, uh, are not living up to what they are at times. But overall, I, I think it's just a matter of they need a couple more pieces, like you're saying, and they're going to have to get that. And I, I, I think those teams are there to be beat. I think last night the Raptors were ripe for the picking, and that's what's so frustrating, Pat. Absolutely. The Raptors are they're a beatable team in the Eastern Conference. So you look at the East, and we said it time and time again, the only team that you're not going to get through with 100% certainty, barring an injury, is Cleveland. That means everything else is up for the taking. And again, with this team trending in the direction that they're trending in, with this team finally able to go out there last offseason and get themselves a marquee free agent, and with Danny Ainge standing out there this offseason with another bag of cash, if the cash is appealing to these potential free agents uh, or sign-and-trade type guys, but what's equally as appealing, at least I believe, 
is a team that's on the rise where you can sort of pitch to somebody that you are the missing piece, you are what we need. And for the Celtics to be able to tell that story as effectively as they told it to Al Horford last offseason, I think they need to take their next step in their progression and at least, at bare minimum, go around and compete in the second round. And right now, depending a lot on the first-round matchup, again, unless the Celtics can address their front-court issues, uh, I'm not sure they can do that. All right, my friend. Well, I know you're short on time. We'll let you go, and I want to thank you for all the times you came on the stretch run. As you know, our last show is tomorrow, uh, well, at least for the time being. And uh, we want to thank you for all the help you helped the stre- you helped with the stretch. I can talk stretch run, <laughs> Jimmy. Congratulations on everything, and I'm sure you and I will uh, we'll do plenty together in the very near future. Sounds like a plan, my friend. Enjoy. We will talk to Patrick Gilroy hopefully someday down the line on the air. And the Boston Celtics reminder are right back at it tonight against the Washington Wizards. Uh, so definitely Good tune into that. Too. Hopefully they can uh, bounce back and get a win. It's the same. It's a you know same kind of team. They have a great great backcourt and. You know, Avery Bradley's a, a key piece that you're missing. You know, if you don't have that guy, good luck stopping John Wall and Bradley Beal. They're, they're just as good as Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan last night. It's going to be the same thing again tonight, I bet Great. you. Great. Looking forward to it. <laughs> we will be back as Sully and I make our picks for the rest of the playoffs here in the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. Christian and King. One game? Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two. two. Now you're going to give this guy one? Yeah, no, it's just, and this, guy, yeah, this guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife told police of over 20 physically violent yes. instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns' residents in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Jeez, three states, come on. Weekdays, noon to three, on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Are you going through a rough patch right now and could use some help from professionals? Are you unsure of how to proceed and could use a guiding hand? Well, then let the attorneys at Dehar Law Firm make life easier for you. At Dehar Law Firm, they handle a wide variety of cases, anything from bankruptcy or divorce to estate planning and personal injury. Contact Eleanor Dehar at 603-622-6595 or visit Dehar.com for more information. Dehar Law Firm, serving individuals and businesses in New Hampshire since 19. Hey, it's me, your house talking. You know what would make me really happy? If you had to Lowe's for big savings on their reporter cable drills, so you can start building your 20-volt system. They have all the torque you need to finish that project you've been putting off. You do that for me, and I'll stop peeling my wallpaper when I get bored. 
Make your home happy with great deals right now at Lowe's, like up to 30% off Porter Cable Power Tools. Valid September 26th through October 12th. Excludes accessories, U.S. only. Sergeant R.J. Anderson's dream was to take to the skies. I've always wanted to be a soldier, but my ultimate goal was to be a pilot. I think I was meant to, to fly. I had just applied to be a part of the 160th SOAR regiment, and I was going to airborne school that next Monday. So I decided to go on a motorcycle ride with my buddies. We were going through a turn, and that's all I remember. That's the day everything changed. I was told by the doctor that I would never walk again. Thanks to Paralyzed Veterans of America, competing in adaptive sports lit my fire again. They help you transition for the rest of your life to that individual that you want to be. Sports like hand cycling really pushes you to, to find who you are in that redefining moment after injury. With PVA Sports, I've, I've found my freedom. Now when I think about my future, the possibilities are endless. For more information, visit pva.org, a public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB-sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Be a part of the show and text in on our new text line at 
welcome back to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. You hear that song, it means we're going to choose what side we're on of the NFL games coming up, and we are headed in to the divisional round playoffs. And the New England Patriots, as you know, hosting the Houston Texans, but that isn't the only game, and so we are going to pick all four games now, but then we're going to pick who goes on from there in the championship rounds and then in the Super Bowl. Who wins? So uh, we got some work to do here. Luckily, we have a long segment ahead of us, so uh, we will get that work done. And uh, we might we might play some clippets from uh, Martellus Bennett if we get done early. But yes. let's get right into it, my friend Sully. We are, if I'm not mistaken, I will pull it up right now. I believe both 91 and 95, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yes, that is uh, where we are, my friend. We are both 91 ball game. and 95 as we head in to the divisional round of the playoffs. So, let's look at the games. Let's start it off Saturday. The Seattle Seahawks head east, across hmm. the great USA, yes. down to the deep south to take on the Atlanta Falcons in the Georgia Dome where the Falcons are five-point favorites in this divisional round game. Who are you like? All right, so... I mentioned to you yesterday, and I completely forgot about this. When Atlanta and Seattle faced off in the regular season, the game ended on a controversial non-pass interference call from Richard Sherman. That sticks with you. I'm sorry, that sticks with you. And if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I'm coming out firing in this game. Matt Ryan probably will win the MVP. He's had that type of year. He's been unreal. But five points is too much. I'm taking Seattle. I think it's gonna be. I think Atlanta will win the game, but Seattle will get within the five points there. I think it'll be like a three-point game there. All right. So Sully has got the Seahawks plus five. I am gonna go the other way, my friend. The I'm taking the Falcons. I think they're gonna surprise everyone and dominate this one. I think Matt Ryan makes a exclamation point for the MVP. Yes. And I do think Tom Brady deserves it, but I don't think he'll get it. And yes. I think the exclamation yep. point is made here by Matt Ryan. Falcons minus five. Let's go to the one we're all going to be watching here. <laughs> the New England Patriots down at Gillette Stadium. Come on, host the, the, the writer said it's not Texans. worth it. We don't even need to talk about it. The writer said it's yep. not worth it. We don't, even need, even, to, worth we don't, it. We don't even need to pick it. Come on now. 16-point <laughs> favorites are the New England Patriots. I mean, we haven't seen that in a long time a in a wall. playoff game. <laughs> Yeah, and actually a lot of people would say that's not enough. Yeah, I think I think that this is a situation where the Pats are so well, – I've been saying this for a couple of days now, but the Pats are so locked in right now, it's all business with them right now. And it's not a situation where, like, at the end of last year, oh, we'll just go in and beat anybody anywhere. We don't need the number one seed. No, they went after the number one seed. They took the number one seed, and they're rolling into the playoffs right now. I just – I don't see it. I don't see a situation where Houston – comes up and it comes up with the points here because as great as Houston's defense is, Brock Osweiler is still their quarterback. He's he's still bad. He's still bad. Last time I checked, he made a couple good throws in in their last game, a couple, like five, you know. I don't think they have enough to to even give the Patriots a run here. I think the Patriots will take this one easily. All right, my friend, I'm with you. I like the Patriots to uh, roll in this one. I'm going to say 30 to Three. That was 31 to 3 is what I was going to go with. Yeah. There we go. We're in the same boat, and the Patriots will cover the 16 points here. 
and advance to the AFC title game, which will also be held at Gillette Stadium. So you've got the Falcon. I mean, you've got the Seahawks plus five. I've got the Falcons minus five. We both have the Patriots minus sixteen. Let's go to Sunday. Staying in the AFC, the Pittsburgh Steelers head into Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas ah. City. That place will be rocking. The loudest stadium in the NFL. I don't care what anyone says. It is. And they will be rocking here in Kansas City as the Chiefs come in. Minus one and a half point favorites. It's basically a pick em here. Who are you liking in this game? <sighs> this is, like you said, it's going to be. This is the toughest one. Yes. You're gonna be, it's going to be loud in KC. I don't, I'm not a believer in KC. And I think they have a lot of pieces. I think they have a lot of great pieces. They got a great special teams. They got a good defense. All of that. That's great. I don't believe in Alex Smith. I've never been a believer in Alex Smith. I think he's a game manager. And I don't think you can game manage against Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. You need to put up points against those guys. You're as good well, he's as he's not playing them though. What? He's not going against them. Though. No, I know, but but when you're the, the offense is here because I think that Pittsburgh will be able to put up plenty of points on that KC defense as good as they are. But I don't think they're going to be able to match them on the other side. I think it's going to be one of those shootout type games. It's not going to be a low scoring as as it sounds like it's set up that way. You know, KC and the loud environment, the good defense. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I don't think they can keep up. Pittsburgh, check right now for you, just in terms of the low scoring or high scoring. Light snow expected. Ugh, nope, still going. Means with it. low scoring. No, I just don't. I don't see it. Don't see it. I think it's. I think it's going to be a surprise type game, and it's the toughest game to pick because these teams are evenly matched. They are. They truly are evenly matched. I just don't see a situation where Alex Smith could put up enough points to pass Ben, Ben, Big Ben in that offense. All right, so you see the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into Foxborough the week after yes. to take yep. on the Patriots for the AFC title. I am going the opposite way. I think the Chiefs take it at home in Arrowhead, and they will be coming to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. They were here last year for the divisional game. Heck of a game. And they ended up losing against the Patriots. Uh, but I say the Chiefs beat the Steelers uh, they are minus one and a half. I still think they beat them outright uh, there. And so we go to the final game of the divisional round. It's a 440 start down in Texas, in Ooh. Dallas, in Big D. The Dallas Cowboys, the big favorites out of the NFC, the top seed in the NFC, much like the Patriots, expected to go to the Super Bowl. They are minus four and a half point favorites over the Enfuego yes. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and the Green Bay Packers, the upstart Packers. Flying high as they come into Dallas, four and a half point underdogs. Who do you like? This game is to me is tough too because you know Dallas is core. We've talked about this the last couple days. They haven't been there before. They haven't been in in, in the, the playoffs before. They've played some big games this year. They've shown up in those big games. Played on Thanksgiving. All that's great. The playoffs are a whole nother level. It's a whole nother whole nother beast. And Aaron Rodgers right now is just rolling, rolling with his team. Uh, Jordy Nelson not having him is going to hurt, but I don't think it matters. I think Green Bay is just flying right now. And I think you've seen it before with Green Bay where they get the wild card game and all of a sudden they get on a roll and they win the Super Bowl. You've seen it before. That's how they won their Super Bowl the first time. I think they're rolling right now. They look like the team to beat in the NFC. I'm going with Green Bay. You're going with Green Bay, as am I. I'll take the points as well. Packers plus four and a half, but I, I think they win outright. Uh, and they head to the NFC title game where they will go to Atlanta to face the Falcons. Who will you take in that game? You don't have to pick a spread, obviously, because we don't yeah. know what it's going to be. So you just got to pick a winner here. Uh, 
you're saying it's going to be the Falcons and the Packers. So who do you have coming out of the NFC to head to the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Green Bay. I just think it's 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 setting up to that same situation where they've won the Super Bowl before, where they get on this late run at the end of the year, they roll over people, and the momentum continues. I just see Aaron Rodgers is on a whole nother level right now. I'm looking at an Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Super Bowl is what I'm looking at. All right, I'm with you on that, my friend. Uh, so we both have the Patriots, obviously, then out of yes. the AFC. Yes. Okay, and then if we get to the Super Bowl, uh, it will be the Patriots-Packers, according to both of us. Yes. Who wins? I have the Patriots winning. I have the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. I mean, the spread will have a lot to do with it, depending on what the spread would be. We don't have to take spread, though. You but, just got to pick a winner. Uh, the Patriots will win the Super Bowl. I just... This team is so locked in right now. This team is, and it's not me being a homer either. It's just when you look at this team and how they handled the end of this year compared to how they handled the, handled the end of last year. The things that happened this year, the Jamie Collins trade, the benching of Jabal Sheard, it's business right now. It's not, it's not fun and games anymore. You know, at the end of last year, you know, the, the, the drop kick and all this funny stuff they were doing at the end of the year. Which is just it was just a joke, and it's sad to see that it ended last year because I think they won the Super Bowl last year. If they if they get by Denver last year, they beat Carolina, and it's it's got a it's just a sour taste in everyone's mouth at Foxborough. It's business this year. I just don't see where Green Bay would be able to stop Tom Brady. Tom Brady's on a whole nother mission right now. It's clear that this team is is gearing for a Super Bowl win here. Well, it will come down to basically then for us. It's going to come down to uh, the Falcons-Seahawks game this weekend and yes. the Chiefs-Steelers this weekend yes, to determine who wins our pool. Yes. We'll, so, we'll, we'll know by the end of this weekend. There we go, my friend. The uh, Sully Murph Stretcher on NFL pool. We will tweet out the winners. Uh, you can follow me at Murphy's Law 74 Sully, what's your Twitter for at everyone? Su- at Sully's Take. At Sully's Take. There's an underscore, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, at Sully's underscore take. Yeah, okay, there, there yeah. we go. At Sully's underscore take. Uh, that's where you can find Justin Sullivan on Twitter. Uh, let's see what Martellus Bennett had to say uh, recently. And uh, I also want to read a thing from our good friend Chris Price, who will join us on the final stretch run tomorrow. Um, he wrote a piece last week, top 12 quotes from Martellus Bennett oh, this God. year. So oh, we will good. have to read that. But let's play Bennett right now. They're only saying good things about the Patriots right now. That's... That's cool. I mean, I like good things, but, you know, one bad play, one bad anything, then it's all bad things. So that's life, though. I say a lot of good things to my wife all the time. All the time. Never say anything bad to her. You look great, baby. Oh, man, this meal is so delicious. Can you make that again? You know, like, oh, man, you're doing such a great job with our daughter. Look at her. She's so smart. Spent so much time with her. Yeah, she hears me. Oh, you're awesome. I couldn't have married anybody better than you. I mean, there's a lot of women in the world that want to be with me, but I chose you because you're so awesome. So it's kind of like, you know, I tell there's just like, that's life. If I have anything bad to say, I just call my brother and tell him. I just like to give my wife compliments. Like when you accept the award, the first person you have to thank is your wife. She might have to do with what you did, but you got to make sure you thank her. I like to thank my wife. Then you thank Gatorade or somebody like that for keeping you hydrated. And then... And then you have to thank God. Then you have to say, bless America, because people like it when you say that. In order. In that order. Gatorade, God, and America. Yes. <laughs> and don't forget the girlfriend. <laughs> oh my She's God. mixed in that order, too. This no, I, 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 Is the girlfriend above Gatorade, God, and America? <laughs> I, it it sounds that way, right? It has to be, yeah. Yeah, okay. That, good, good. that was, he's a legend. <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> she might have nothing to do with it, but you got to thank your wife first. So here is this list. Uh, is Chris Price who will join us tomorrow at four oh five? He called. He wrote this. You can check it out. Um, it was uh, December twenty second, so it was before Christmas. It was a couple weeks going back now. Uh, he says, in less than a year, tight end Martellus Bennett has distinguished himself himself as one of the best quotes in recent franchise history. Here's a list of our 12 favorite Bennett-isms since the Patriots traded for him last spring. He starts on March 17th, 2016, St. Patty's Day, uh, when Martellus Bennett was traded here. This was his reaction. Just like any other thing in life, you just prepare to make sure you flow where the wind goes. You try to be a dandelion. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's move on to June 8th, 2016. This is Bennett again. Dr. Seuss said, no one can be you or there than you. Oscar Wilde said, be yourself because everyone else is taken. I can, and now this is Bennett speaking himself. I can only be one person. I just try and continue to be who I am and don't change that. I'm a little chameleon. I just try and fit in wherever I am. When you're authentic, people appreciate that. (laughs) Wait, what? What are you saying? He just contradicted himself, by the way. What are you saying? Well, he's saying he's a chameleon, but he's authentic at the same time. I don't. How can you do that? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no clue. What well, if I, you're authentic, you stand out. Yes. Correct, right. You're not yeah. like blending in. Yes. You're correct. standing out. Yeah. Okay. But he, these are Bennettisms. Oh my god. July 29th, 2016. <laughs> I quote, Mister Bennett: Football is just fun. Anytime you get to play, it's exciting. I ended up on IR in like November, so I really haven't had that much football for a long time. So he was he was basically hurt for the second half of last season. And he's talking about what it's this must be when they started the preseason. He's talking about how great it was to be playing again. So so I really haven't played that much football for a long time. Bennett went on, "It's like when you break up and finally get back with the girl that you love in the first place. It's been great to be back out there." <laughs> so here's more Bennett. Same day. Oh, so he was on a roll on the 29th. I've dated two girls at the same time before. <laughs> I'm the black unicorn. <laughs> and he said that's on building chemistry at the same time with two quarterbacks. His answer was, hey, I've dated two girls at the same time before. <laughs> oh, my God. Poop fest. Okay. This is on him pairing up with Rob Gronkowski from August 3rd, 2016. There's three quotes from that day so here's here's bennett on rob gronkowski gronk question mark gronk is really bleeping good he goes on speaking about himself to espn i feel like i'm the kanye of the nfl (laughs) and finally on that same day worst quarterback in the nfl i'd be open and he'd throw into double coverage who you think he's talking about jay keller oh yeah (laughs) not holding back one bit that is on Jay Cutler. Bennett said, "Worst quarterback in the NFL. I'd be open and he'd throw into double coverage." Okay, now we get into the season. October six, two thousand sixteen. Oh boy, this is good. So this is him on playing the game with a chip on his shoulder. Okay, him having something to prove, playing yeah. the game with a chip on his shoulder. Edge. You ready? That's just who we are as human beings. You can't play this game without a chip on your shoulder. Whether it's guys that got cut, guys that got traded, guys that feel like they got passed by other teams, 
to play this game, you've got to have a chip. And everyone's chip is a little different. Like Lay's, I guess. You might be a barbecue guy. You might be a sour cream and onion guy. But as long as you have your chip, that's what gets you through the game. Wait, what? I'm the black unicorn. I'm actually a cheddar. Oh, Oh my God. What a quote. We got four more here. As we go on with Bennett-isms from Chris Price of WEI.com. Okay, so this is on why the Patriots expect success. Bennett, because we work. We work bleeping hard every bleeping day. We work at the bleep. Those moments we work in those moments. They get paid millions of dollars to stop us, and we get paid millions of dollars to make plays, and we're going to make them. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and we count down the final three Benedisms of this wonderful season he has had here in New England. This is uh, him on wrestling away a touchdown catch from a Baltimore defender during the win over the Ravens on December 13th, 2016. Quote, I had it. I had it. Sometimes there's one slice of pizza left and there's two hands to reach into the box. I'm always going to get that last slice. Unless it's my wife's hand, then I'll let her get it. End quote. I'm the black unicorn. Okay, this is on Julian Edelman's contributions to the team. Quote, when I see Julian Edelman, I just see Julian Edelman. A lot of times when you see a small white guy, you want to call him Wes Welker or something like that. I guess I'm Wes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very diverse. I'm the, uh, I'm the black leprechaun to him. That's I'm right. the black unicorn. Yeah. But that's Julian being Julian. So he's making a name for himself. So the next small white guy that comes in, he's going to be called the Julian Edelman of the NFL. It's very diverse. (laughs) Wait, what? Okay. In the final quote from December 22nd, 2016, this is Martellus Bennett on winning the AFC East. Yeah, I'm over it. It was fun while it lasted. A good one-night stand. (laughs) You enjoy it when it's there, but things keep going. For me, it's like, man, this is a good moment. But then it's like, all right, get back focused, back on the train, and just finish what we started. And that, in a nutshell, that is Martellus Bennett. Oh, my God. What a quote. (laughs) There's there's nobody like him. There's no one like him. Like, what? Do you know what I would love? I mean, if we ever ever do get the the band back together and have this show back together somehow... Remember when we did the round table with Christian and King? Yeah. And we had, we played it over the yeah, holidays. Yeah. And we, yeah. the, the Bill Lee interview. Yes. Can you imagine having Bill Lee <laughs> and him on at the same time? Poop fest. <laughs> no, it would be a, it'd it'd be be a love awesome. fest. It would be a love fest. It would be awesome. But it, it would be, be un... It'd be, you could just sit back. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't do a thing. You just put him on. You put him on the phone. You put Billy here. It'd be just unbelievable. Now, I, I told you the story about when I... um. It's a good radio story. I guess yeah. I'm, I, I'm a little reflective on radio with everything that's going on right now. I'm reflecting back on my career and all those things and a lot of fun stories going through my head. I, I think I told you quickly before we go to break, I told you about Bill Lee and Dickie Barrett from the Bostons? Yeah, you'd mentioned it to me at one point. You'd brought it we'll up. We'll tell the me. listeners again right now. Yeah. So this is sort of how I envision a Martellus <laughs> Bennett, Bill Lee 
But I mean, that would be like that would be like Dicky Barrett, Billy on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but this is this is how Billy. I wish we could find it and play it. Um, I'm gonna look for that, and we yeah. might have to play it before this show's over. Today. Yeah. So I'm gonna talk. Saying 2008, maybe. I'm filling in for Mitch Melnick up on what was then Team 990. It's yeah. now TSN 690 uh, in Montreal on the Drive Home Show. And before I'd gone up to to do this for the week. Uh, I was at a Dropkick Murphy show in Pawtucket uh, at McCoy Field with the Reds. Yeah. It was awesome. Yep. Outdoor show in the ballpark. They went around and played all the minor league parks yeah. uh, that summer. So I'm backstage uh, just, you know, shooting the breeze with Dickie Barrett, lead singer of the Boston's. That's how we became friends. That's how I go to shows every year was from that night. And uh, I'm telling him what I'm going to be doing the following week. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, Murph, you're, you're going to be on the air interviewing Bill Lee every day from 4.30 to 4.50. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that I'm getting paid. To, he's like, you're getting paid to do that. Do you realize how lucky you are? Yeah. And I said, yes, I do. No, but do you realize what these – I'm like, well, I listen to him every day with Mitch. And he goes, yeah, but you, this is going to be basically paradise. You're just going to enjoy it. You're going to sit back. There's going to be no effort involved. <laughs> he's going to do the int- – and I said, yeah. And he goes, will you let me come on? He goes, I will, for the rest of my life, give you backstage passes to the hometown throwdown. <laughs> yeah. He has yeah. lived up to that promise. Obviously, yes. <laughs> okay. So, fast forward to the fall. That was a Saturday. That next Tuesday, there I am. I bring, welcome on, Dickie Barrett, the Mighty Money Boston's, and uh, former Red Sox Expos yeah. pitcher Bill Lee, blah, blah, blah. I do the intro, and boom. <laughs> they just go into it telling stories. All right? Yeah. And so... It finishes with Bill Lee. <laughs> he's he's telling a story about one time. And now, mind you, Bill Lee's an athlete, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Dickie Barris, the rock star. Yes. <laughs> and it's Bill Lee telling a story. To make it short here, it was a much more detailed, but I'll, I'll just sum it up. Apparently, he was out in the Vermont woods with members of the Allman Brothers, classic rock band. Uh, this is in like the 80s. They were up visiting him on his on his farm in Vermont. And they decided to eat some fungi, so yeah. to speak. Yes. That make you think differently if you get my drift. Hallucinations. Yes. Some drugs. And uh, they decided it would be a good idea in the middle of nowhere with no way <laughs> out of the woods. Uh, well, they have a cabin by the woods. So this yeah. is his farmhouse. This is his house. And then up in the mountains in the woods, he has a tiny little cabin. So they were up there hanging out, and they were drinking beers. And then Bill said, hey, let's, let's, let's have some mushrooms. Yes. So they decided it would be a bright idea, even though they hadn't sort of left a track of how to get back. Yeah. So I guess one of the Almond Brothers guys was driving Bill nuts. He wouldn't shut up, and Bill just sort of wanted to enjoy his <laughs> situation. His moment, yes. And he... Went outside, and I guess you could lock the door from the outside, and he locked the Allman Brothers <laughs> in the cabin and left them there overnight. <laughs> but he did go back the next day and brought them a homemade breakfast. Oh, good. That's nice of him. But he said, I, I couldn't stand it. You were ruining it for me, and I had to leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> Locking the Allman Brothers in the cabin. This, this, and I really got paid to listen to this. <laughs> to, to listen to those two talking about that. Wow. So- can you imagine if Martellus we ever got Bennett. him and Martellus Bennett <laughs> together on the air? 
Oh, my it, God. If it's one of the last things I do in sports media, oh, that boy. is my goal. Oh, boy. Because Martellus would just go out about Dr. Seuss. Like, that, <laughs> like, that, would, be, that would be the starting point. He'd start about with Dr. Seuss, and by the time he's done, he, he, he would have recited every Dr. Seuss poem on the man. And Billy would be, just be sitting there like... He would somehow apply it to pitching. Yes, and he'd figure out a way to do that. It would be, it'd be hilarious. It'd be unreal. It has, has to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen. <laughs> Of course, now we've given the idea to anyone that's listening. But yeah. you know what? It's yours, Sully. You are allowed to do it if yeah. I can't do it because I am on the on the older age here. You've got a lot ahead of you, so uh, take and run yeah, with it. Take it and run with it. But don't let make it happen. We are claiming the rights to that right yeah. now. Nobody that, can do it. We copyright inter- that right now. That interview is ours. <laughs> Bennett and Spaceman, the Black Unicorn and the Spaceman, with Sully and Murph. I'm the Black Unicorn. It's going to happen someday. <laughs> but until then, we've got one hour left here on the penultimate stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Four hours total left of the stretch run as we know it right now. Uh, so stay with us. We'll be back. We're going to talk to Mike Chambers at the Denver Post. Get his take on the Bruins' Avs trade rumors. Get sort of the Denver perspective there. We heard a neutral perspective from Darren Drager. And then after we talk to Mike, we'll talk to Steve Conroy We'll mention that as well, and then we'll uh, look back at the big win in St. Louis and look ahead to Nashville tomorrow, so stay with us. We'll be back here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm the Black Unicorn. Wait, what? Die in your sleep. You gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You don't ever count your money. While you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing is done. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You don't ever count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing is done. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, put out his cigarette, 